It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee on Nashville Sports Radio. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody having a terrific Thursday, January 19th, end of the day. Getting on the road, getting home. Here till 545 tonight as Vandy Women's Basketball is preparing to take on Goliath. Uh, that is the unofficial term or the number one team in the nation south carolina jake lyman on the call he'll be on the show at 510 talking a little bit about that game and going in there of course they played a close game against arkansas a few games a few days ago bruno reagan how are you doing today pretty good in a good mood i think it's because i took 300 milligrams of caffeine in about when 9 10 in the morning so it's carrying me to now i think it'll stop at around 5 30 which, conveniently, is when the show ends. Yeah, there you go. Devil McKenzie, you're wearing pants, a long shirt, and a beanie, all Cleveland, or sorry, all Ohio, because you have Cincinnati and Cleveland going mm -hmm. on right now. Yep. It's like the hottest day of the year so far, uh -huh. and you're dressed like there's two foot of snow. Yeah. Just That's not much else to say. Yeah, well, I mean, I had no idea it was going to be that nice out, because in my room, dungeon. No, no <laughs> light gets in there. I've got curtains that never get open. So I have no idea how nice it is. I never check the weather. So when it's January, like mid-January, I'm, I'm just going to dress for what I think is appropriate. Usually it's fairly warm, sometimes cold in the studio. Mm. So I just I just wear this. It's nice and warm in my car. I'm not bundled up. I'm not, you know, too light. So this is kind of just my fit for my everyday life. And it turns out it was uh, gorgeous outside. So, yeah, I should have just wore swimming trunks. Yeah, no, that's uh, – that's – it, it looks great. I mean, it's a lot of clashing colors, orange and red and gray and stuff. Is that gray? I don't even know. I can't even tell really where your pants are right yep. now. Gray. Yeah, gray. Just, yep. yeah, it's it's clashing. But, hey, you know what? You're here, and we're glad to see you. Yep, I'm feeling good. Good to be here. Good. That's what, Thursday, baby, pre-Friday. There's nothing better than Thursday. Hey, Zach, how are you doing today? Hey, thank you. Thank you. I, that's the reason why I asked the question, how Bruno and how Devlin's doing, is so people ask me, hey, Zach, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. It's sunny outside. I love it. I, I, I just stood outside for an hour today. Like, I did all my work out in, outside just because there was sun, and I was tired of not seeing the sun. Feels good. Yeah. So, I just – I literally sat outside on, on, uh, in my backyard. I have, like, a rock wall. That goes around the backyard. I just jumped on the back of the rock wall and just sat there. Laptop, phone, did all my little stuff I did. Just just hanging out in the sunlight, being outside. Then I saw, what What do you do? What do you do in these situations? I got some neighbors behind me. I got kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've talked to the kids. Parents. I think you told me this before. I probably have. I don't know on air on behalf. But I find, I find this is just, I guess, you know, these. what generation is below you? I have De no idea. I don't even know what the name is, Devlin, because you're 23. So I, whatever's younger than Devlin, they have those kids. But they're like high school to like maybe college aged. 
and I'm finding vape things. I don't even know what they are. Uh. That it makes me feel old. But it's like cartridges, I guess, or it's you know, it's I see it like it's like juicy peach or something stupid, whatever it is. Well, and they're sitting in they're they're clearly like on my part of the property. Like, how do you handle that? Well, I can tell you firsthand what the kids are doing is they're hiding it from their parents by throwing it in, in your backyard. Devlin, that is wildly intelligent. I, I'm telling I you. Did not, I did not even think about that. I thought they were just being like a-holes. Jerks. Yeah, and just, well, because I know they are. I know they don't like me. Well, tell the kids to go find someone else's house to do it at. There's someone's house where they won't care. They don't care how their yard looks. Go find the worst looking yard and do it at their house. You could be the cool neighbor or, like, the I'm going to go tell your parents' neighbor. Oh, well, first off, pass that already. No, this is deep. Yeah, No, I've already – I went – I've already walked up to the the dad and was like, hey, man, fix your house. You know what I mean? Figure it out. And it got worse, right? Oh, yeah, it's gotten much worse. I'll leave some of that off air. But it is – yeah, no, there's there's been some other things. But, I mean, what do you – it's just, like, trash. You know what I mean? Like, you're just throwing – but I didn't even think about that. They probably are hiding it. That's that's 100% what they're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, if they're that young and they have those things, legally they can't buy it. I probably shouldn't. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's they're, they're hiding it. They don't want their parents to know about it, so that they'll throw great, it in your backyard. That is a great thought, Devlin. They're hiding it. So what you're saying is I should put lights at the back end of my yard shining down on that area so that they can't. It's just they're in the light, and it'll scare them from coming towards it with their little devices because yeah. they're probably in the darks with it. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that um, – Get a ring camera, throw it in the backyard, make sure you can catch them every single time, and then get the footage, send it to the neighbors. Yeah. Backyard's a little too big. I don't have enough. I don't have enough room out there. I, the Wi-Fi don't go far enough. That's yeah. We're just sitting in the backyard all night. I d- have done it, done that. They used to. There was a lot of kids that would cross, and not even just kids. Let me say this: there was families like walking their dog. I don't live in like a like a. It's not a like a neighborhood, but it's a, it's a like a you know it's a street that's out there. It doesn't have like an HOA or anything like that. But I don't live like I'm in a very weird air, like a like a weird area for anybody to use my yard as a cut through. And the people that I guess that live before or, or maybe I don't know maybe these people are just crazy. But they just like they'll walk their dog here, walk it around, and then they'll walk through my yard to cut across instead of going all the way through the street. There's no signs or anything, and I, I I put it into it. You know what I did? I stood out there all day one day, and I made them walk around me, or I just told them to leave. I never got I never got harmed. I just I just Where, st- I stood no. in their way to where they did not have a choice to have to. They had to confront me, and I told them, "Say, like, hey, you're stop doing this." I don't think that's and I don't think that's Karen moves. I think when you own it's something, my house, a- absolutely, it's my yard. I'm and not that's, going that's to their a lack yard. Of respect on them. No, that's. I think you're 100% in the right. I think you can be a Karen about things like that. That's not even being a Karen. No. That's just your stuff. Yeah. And so, and look, to everyone's credit, they stopped walking through the yard, but now I'm dealing with this. And it's hypocritical of me because did I used to run in other people's backyards to jump the fence oh, to go to playgrounds on the other side? Yes, Yes, I me did. too. Mm-hmm. I, I, all the time I did these things and didn't even think about it. So I understand there's also some like – when it's kids, I don't really, I don't care as much because I'm like they're just you know, stupid kids. Who cares? You know what I mean? They're not thinking like, yeah, let's get, let's get over. We're gonna walk in this guy's grass. You know that's not how it is. But when it's adult, yeah, you're, you're on the same level now. It's time to grow up. You know what I mean? Where's your house? I'm gonna come step on your stuff. How about that? So that's yeah, that's what I was dealing with today. Sitting outside, enjoying it, and I noticed a stupid pink had a little mouth thing on it. I don't know. 
I don't do I don't I don't do vapes. You know what I mean? That's not my style, Devlin. I think me and Bruno are well aware of what they are. I don't know Bruno vape. Do you don't you don't vape, do you? No. No, but like I mean, we we've, we've seen them. We know what they are. I don't. I vape. straight up have never seen them. I mean, I was around them a lot in college, but I know exactly if because I know the the parents of like those kids they don't know what they are. They have no idea, and the reason why they don't know what they are is because they're in your backyard. Yeah. They're not in a trash can. They're 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 doing that for. Uh, listen, every and I like how you bring me up, and th- there's a reason why I do it. All right. I don't know if all the adults out there, adult life is stressful. And I, everyone has their vices. Mine's just a little bit of CBD. That's great. And that's how I know what this stuff is. If you're 13 and you're doing this, there's no excuse. Like, you're, it, you are yeah, You're a grown you're man. Failing. Yes, exactly. I, like, I can make my own choices, identify a cost risk factor, all that good stuff. And I find benefits. If you're 13 doing this stuff, like, uh, and I was 13. I was dumb once. But the parents really need to step it up. Or... You're in the you're in the gateway. You're in the oh. gateway zone. Yeah. So that's uh you know. Yeah, thanks for reminding me also I'm a grown man. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please pay Bruno's bills. And just take yeah. care of them. Yeah, like a little baby. Are we are we talking about yet your what your love life? Oh, go ahead. No, are we I saw this up. Yeah, did I cause I sent it to you guys. Did you like that? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I saw a Facebook I saw a Facebook post. Uh one of the rare times I got on Facebook, it was about Tim McGraw's daughter and how this is this is coming from a big guy. I think most people that are especially big, like me big, I'm about 350 right now, always been a football player, always had a pretty athletic build to me for being a big guy. So, But there's a lot of insecurities that come with being big, and it's tenfolded for women. So there's Tim McGraw's daughter, who's my exact same age, 26, and it's a picture of her in a bikini. She's like, I can finally come out. And it was just this random story, and I was like, uh, this woman's beautiful. So I instantly went to Instagram and dropped the Steph Curry from the moon hay. So we're waiting on a response. Really, I think a W for me is her even opening it up. So that's that's my goal right now. Two Nashville legends, perhaps. I don't know if she even lives here. We're getting wildly ahead, but that's like the that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I just put it out on Twitter. Everybody tag Tim McGraw's daughter on all the video streams and just get a just for a one date with Bruno Reagan. Yes. That's all it is. It's one little date. It's one date. Yeah. That's all he needs. To run her off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I hope it works out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. What's her name? I don't even know her name. Uh oh. Grace. Yeah, Grace. Grace. <laughs> there you go. Grace, if you're if you're listening. Uh, Bruno's a nice guy. He likes like small animals, long walks on pretty beaches no, at I, sunset. No, this is things you like, have to say to get into it, you know, to get into the relationship. Then she can really learn who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I like playing WoW for like eight hours. <laughs> I train a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he can teach you uh he can teach you how to be a black belt. <laughs> there you go. He can get you, he can get you that point. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred if you want to jump in. Or if you if you have a connection with her as well, you can <laughs> tell tell Bruno. Call Bruno and let him know. Uh Today, a lot of discussion is going on. Rand Carthon, uh, new GM for the Tennessee Titans because tomorrow will be the first crack at media getting to get with him, talk with him, learn from him. Now, I brought up fake news to you yesterday. Let's go to the real news. Was was broken by Ian Rappaport. He says, quote, his natural leadership was what set him above the rest in the interview process. What does that mean, Zach Williams? Rand Carthon. 
his natural leadership. That's what got him the job. Is that just a buzzword just to excuse whatever they like else they like? That also kind of feels like fake news, right? Like that's not that's <laughs> such boilerplate stuff. It is. Yeah. Like, it's I, am I? Lowest, it's the lowest hanging fruit. I think sometimes I think I'm so right about stuff, and people would be like, "No, you're wrong. You're crazy. This is this is the reason why things happen." And I, I think that that's just a hey, look. It, yeah, great. I, I've heard that he has been a guy who is big into leadership. That's that's a that's a really big part of his life, and I think it's I think it's really something that's huge. He is more than just talking about football. This is a guy who has gone and he he's gone to Fortune 500 companies and CEOs, and he's he that's his mentor list. Mm-hmm. You know, they they I, I believe the Titans they all. All of the all the candidates they asked him who your mentor list. He has the CEO of Lowe's on his mentor list. You know, this is a guy who's been a professional football player and then inside a professional football his whole life. He didn't go to the the Bill Belichick's or whoever you want to you know name a, a, a GM. He didn't go to those people. He went to the CEO of Lowe's to to be mentored by him. And this is and and they that's his mentorship. He likes leadership. He likes that kind of style. Also, another guy who loves that kind of stuff, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a big leadership. Um, like, And we don't get to see it as media. There's, yeah. there's The way he approaches his team and the way he approaches the public are two entirely different things. So we don't get to see firsthand how exactly he puts that skill set to use. But we know it's there because yeah. the players always talk. Vrabel, Vrabel does a leadership conference here locally with guys like Les Brown, if you know who that is, or uh, just different people. Though I think he did it with Dave Ramsey, too, even one point in one of these leadership conferences. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Rand Carthon uh, in one of these soon with with Mike Vrabel because that's – that's what these. That's what these kind of guys they like. They like that like business motivational side. If you're a Titans fan, that's great. You love that. Seems like a really diverse mind that's coming in to the situation. It's. It seems like it's a much different mind that's coming in than what John Robinson was. As John Robinson was just so engulfed in in football life. You know, he kind of was one of those guys. Uh, it, this seems like you're getting more than that. You're getting somebody who was a player, somebody who's, who was in the ground Someone floor. Someone that probably won't dra- draft Isaiah Wilson's. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one. Probably <laughs> won't do that, you know. Um, and and it's, it's really tough because right now, you're, you're if you're Rand Carthon coming into the Tennessee Titans, you're, the Titans are behind. Yeah, it feels like it. Titans are behind right now. You know, you draft. the, the We're not that far from the, uh, not the draft, sorry, but the combine. No, the combine would be March, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're two months away from that. So hopefully he's preparing for that. Hopefully he knows, and you would assume. Well, big boards are the same everywhere, typically. So right. It's, it's not like he's unfamiliar. But with the team needs at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's but that's, how how long does it take to learn? I don't think long with the Titans. Yeah, I wouldn't think long. Uh, but still, you know, he. I would imagine this guy has gone and looked at film watched what the Titans and currently is right now, just like getting engrossed in maybe the last few years of, of mm-hmm. Titans football and Mike Vrabel. And there was a lot of discussions with Mike point. Vrabel that him and Mike Vrabel are speaking the same language right now. They're 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 the same like they feel they feel like they're really connected currently right now. It's a great point. You know, he not only he doesn't need to watch just this last season, he needs to watch two seasons ago and how that compares to this season and what was missing. You know, he, exactly that's, that's 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 a great point. Go to you know what go to Go to 2019. Mm-hmm. Go and see what happened after Ryan Tannehill. Find that magic. That's what you really need. If you're going to observe a season, that's the season I would say. Let's figure. If you're going to try, it was a season where Taylor Lewan actually played right, and mm-hmm. Ben Jones wasn't 
half a man. And so it, there was some consistency on the line play. I would assume that 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 makes all the difference for a quarterback. And we're talking about just player personnel. Also, the other side of this, you're behind the eight ball, eight ball on OCs. You know, you you got to find a new offensive coordinator. You got to you got to get you got to get inside of these conversations and hirings. I mean, there's you're behind the eight ball in all assets. So it's uh, tomorrow's going to be really interesting uh, just to see how the conversations go uh, with with Rand Carthon and in the in the media uh, scrum with that. Uh, excited to see it. We'll obviously be talking about it tomorrow. I imagine some good stuff's going to come out of it. Uh, I, are you going to learn everything you can about this guy in, in one meeting session? No, that's not how it's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of discussion. You know he's going to throw out the propaganda of, you know, I'm, I'm Titans football now. I'm all in. I'm, I'm here to fix things. We're going to hear those kind of things. But it's I, 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 stay, I think on paper it just feels like there's a lot of good positive momentum of this guy coming in. But actions are always going to be what's judged about what you are. A lot of people love John Robbins for a long time, and he turned it turned heel for him real quick here. So it, it, it can change at a moment. But – on paper right now, looks good. All you have right now is on paper. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it all pans out. The draft, this draft is going to be amazing to see. Because Titans for so long have taken some really wild picks. Way too high from schools that are bad. I mean, it's just... And let's get it out of the way. Whatever they pick this season, we're going to be interested in a... We're going to all believe like, okay, this is the first big Rand Carthon era. You know... We can see how it's everyone every every time the pick happens, no one ever calls it really like a bad pick. Yeah, because in it, the moment, no. Yeah, you'll see all the highlights because all these first round kids have they have highlights. Yes. They have good looking plays that you can splice up and say, "Oh, he's Except a great for player." Caleb Farley, wasn't he out his entire senior? Yeah, well, year? you know, <laughs> I don't know what they <laughs> that saw. Was, that was a true just prospect pick. Like you're tall and you're everybody's long. telling us that he's good. He's got it. <laughs> what if he comes out next year and just? Lockdown corner of the year next off Hell Gardner. yeah, that's exactly what I gotta say because I love that story. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, well, you know what's a good story? The first rounder that does everything right and leads and goes to the Hall of Fame, Peyton Manning. That's a good story. You know what's a better story? Someone who messes it all up beyond belief comes back. Francis Ngannou. He let all that talk get into his head. He goes out there, loses to bums like Derek. Not saying Derek loses, but Derek Lewis has no skill set, and he, he, you know, he has all these disappointing fights, and then he doubles down, comes back, and becomes undisputed. That's a better story. Mm-hmm. I like those story so Caleb Farley goes out goes to Hawaii or the mountains or Thailand or whatever he does and comes back and performs even at a mid-level hell yeah I love that story mm. and I'll stop sl- I, and, and I don't even mean to slander people you know I'm just trying to have fun talk some trash on the radio yeah I would love that though but no Caleb Farley slander if that happens <laughs> no probably won't praises we would be singing his praises <laughs> and hope he gets paid 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you today. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Traffic still moving right now. It's just busy over here on 40 East up by Festlers. All that traffic increasing on I-40 out through uh, Wilson County, especially the Mount Juliet area. They still have it blocked off in Murfreesboro. It's been a homicide this afternoon uh, out there in Murfreesboro at Case and Lane at those apartments. Uh, Murfreesboro Road at Walden Road is just a circus right now with a lot of flashing lights and media. Hey, Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. They're online right now at NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? 
and you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio W1SR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Wind advisory remains in place through 6 o'clock tonight. With gusts out of the west to 40 miles per hour with a sunny sky. Highs reach 65. Breezy, partly cloudy tonight. Lows to 34. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio, I'm W1SR's TJ Matthews. Sports Radio The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Bernard Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. We want to hear from you today here till 545 till Vandy women's basketball takes over, taking on South Carolina at 510. We're going to have Jake Lyman, voice of Andy Women's Basketball, jump on with us, talk about that matchup here tonight. He'll be live from the court. Uh, I want to keep talking a little Titans here because we're getting a, we're, before we, tomorrow, the the world gets to meet Rand Carthon. I want to I want to start looking at where he's going to be looking at going forward here, where him and Mike. Let's was, just do his job for him. Exactly. So that way, the he doesn't need to watch film. He doesn't, he needs to watch two hours. This episode of the Afternoon Stretch, which will be vlogged, or whatever it's called. Vodded. Vodded. There you I don't go. Know. I don't know Vodded. if that's the right. Yeah. It will be Vodded on Twitter, SoundCloud. He can just listen to this entire show and know exactly what the Titans have. Exactly. Been. So, uh, job numero uno. What What is that, Bruno? Left tackle. Ooh, really? That's where we're going with. Yeah, you convinced me. You convinced me. I thought it'd be corner. I think, we, I think the Titans just have – divide and conquer is not applicable here. We need to really find the worst areas, fix them, 
and the new problems will arise, and we'll fix them when they come up. But what are the problems right now? What was the Titans' worst problem last season that needs to be immediately fixed? Left tackle. All right. We go for the big dogs. That's what we use our first-round pick on. Mm. And since our first-round pick is a little bit later, falling into a tackle, you'll still have a very high-value tackle. If you were going quarterback in the mid-rounds, that would be tough because, you know, most of the best ones would be pick. Is there a Patrick Mahomes situation sometimes where you get him at 11? Yeah, you know, but not the case. I think tackle is a great place to go. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the prospects yet because sometimes you over-evaluate, sometimes you let bigs. There's two options. There's Eric Fisher where you over-evaluate and he struggles his first year, few years in the leagues because he played at Central Michigan. Of course, it took him years to adapt to the league. Or you go, who was it, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, and sometimes you let the Ohio State name get in the way. I think Pat Eiflin struggled with that as the center of the Minnesota Vikings. He, Pat Eiflin and I had a lot of the similar combine stuff I was identical to him running lifting all that and he had his own struggles in the league because he wasn't elite in those areas but he played Ohio State so he was a first round center there was a lot of diamonds in the rough I think you got to go to O-line factories if you can like the Wisconsin's of the world even center you know you might get someone like that you you could get someone like that in the second or third so if you really want to retool O-line you could do it in a draft class we got a great right guard Nate Davis I think I great is He's good. Uh, it's I, a tough turn. He's a solid piece. You don't have to worry about that piece. He's the fisher. He's the fisher. If he's story. a problem, the O-line's in a good place. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, Petit Frere on the right? Petit Frere, another Ohio State guy. Yep. Well, I think was good. I think Paris Jackson Jr. is is a tremendous If you have four piece. good players and you have one plug guy in the left guard pl- spot, like Aaron Brewer again, it might not be the worst thing in the world. Let's look uh, real quick, because uh, you're going draft here, which I think is, is a smart play, but I want to look at some of the free agents that are coming up next year. Uh, at the left tackle, some of the bigger names. The first one is Orlando Brown Jr. That would be City. too much money. He wants to be the most. He wants to be the highest paid left tackle. Twenty six years are, old. Are the Titans going to do that? Highest paid left tackle? I don't know about that. What do you think, skills wise, though? Is he worth it? Oh, absolutely. Is he worth sixteen million a year? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think so. Tackle is so rare to find, and I think I think big on tackle is good. Tackles need to be athletic, yes, but they don't need to run four fours or whatever. Like Orlando Brown uses his size, it you can get away with a lot of bad technique when you have size like that, size and reach like that, and just have enough time. No, I think Orlando Brown would would be a good pickup if they could somehow make that work. And if you do that, then you can go weapons or receiver even the first round. You could run into uh, Njigba. You know, mm. you never know what you can get with. With another first rounder, I'm not too familiar with Njigba's game because I didn't watch him in the playoff. <laughs> not but, familiar with your games. <laughs> I mean, so I'll have to watch some film on that. Another but, one, another one that's out there, Eric Fisher, older. It, yeah, but he didn't even play this last year, did yeah. he? he? He he was with Miami. He was in Miami. Oh yeah, he was. He got picked up. He he did. Which was when we talked about like why didn't the mm-hmm. Titans even consider this? Hey, just throwing a name out there. Pay him the big bucks. 32 years old. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, I don't want to throw him into a position. You know, there's sometimes throwing someone a fastball, and that might be, you know, expecting school to start 17 games straight in the league might be a lot. Ke- uh, Kelvin Beecham. Not familiar with him. Arizona. Not familiar with him. Thirty. Another 33-year-old. There's not a lot of young names coming out. The only mm-hmm. one is really – Orlando Brown Jr. probably will get the highest pay. He'll probably get $22 million a year just because – He's, market. Yeah, it's the markets in a situation like that. Okay, job number two for Rand Carthon. Where where would you go here? Hmm. That's a great question. Because if you're going to stick with your original, you're going to say draft left tackle, which I think is smart. I think that's the smart route. 
Yeah. Is to really focus. That's your first round draft pick. Well, the second pick is harder than the first because I think there's three, the three most glaring issues on the Tennessee Titans right now, and you kind of have to sacrifice one. Like one's not, probably not going to get fixed, and it's going to be a patchwork job. <sighs> my my second go would be an, another offensive weapon. You win the game with offense and speed nowadays, so I would go receiver with my second pick. And then I would I would still let the secondary be a patchwork. What are the odds that you hit on a second on a in, on an elite secondary piece later in the first round? Very low. So I would just prefer to keep doing what the Titans have been doing. And they've got, they found some okay help from the outside and other practice squads, you you know. Something's got to give. I think it's the secondaries and I would go another offensive weapon. We need to get this offensive role. The offense was unacceptably bad on so many levels. So I would go another offensive weapon. Probably receiver, probably a probably a faster guy. I don't care much for size. I want speed. I want the Tyree kills. You know. But you're and once again, you're talking draft here, so you're yes. not looking. I I, I kind of want to look a little bit at the where free agency may be coming into play, and this is where I would think sec, job number two is secondary, and I think you don't draft the secondary. You 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 try to sign somebody to come in and be that guy. Uh, a couple names off the list that are going to be uh, free agents this next season. Marcus Peters, he's, uh, of course, mm -hmm. Baltimore. I don't know if that's where you go, 30 years old. Bradley Roby, I would have liked that a few years ago, but once again, 30 years old. James Bradbury out of Philly, not a bad name, uh, 29 years old. Jonathan Jones from New England, not a bad name. I, I like that one a lot. The name that I would like them to go after probably the best, though, is Emmanuel Mosley out of San Francisco, if they're I'll able see. to. 26 years old. That, that would be a great addition. You're going to pay him, though. That's that. That's the problem. He's going to be in that sixteen to nineteen million a year range, probably. And get him on one year. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tennessee Which he kid. Probably he won't went accept. to play to Tennessee. I think you would. You actually played against him. Emmanuel Mosley, I believe. Was he a Tennessee recruit? No, I don't think so. I wonder. He was a Tennessee player. I think we were the yeah, because he was twenty six. You said yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We were the same exact class, and I remember he was a three. He was a low three star and earned his way onto the starting job at Tennessee. And Emmanuel Mosley kind of inspired me. I was like, if this guy can beat out all these four and five stars, I can do it. Mm. So hey, little little piece of history there. I'm, when you said that name, you know, some nostalgia popped up. So uh, and another one's Cameron Sutton out of uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, another Tennessee piece. I, I think that. No, 27. That's where you got to look. It's in that age, 26, 27. If you can find somebody who is, who's shown ability at that age, then this is their chance to be the guy. You need to find that to try to build them up. I don't know if Trey Herndon, who played at Vanderbilt, who has been sneaky good on the Jags for these past few years, is going to come up on the contract here. You never hear much about him. Is that good or bad for a corner? Mm. That's great. Yeah. I love Trey. He's a dog. I would love to see him <laughs> in the two-tumble. <laughs> uh, really? Let's Let's go to the phone line, 615-844-5600. Uh, go up north in Clarksville. Reagan, Reagan, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, guys. Cannot call in when we talk offensive line. <laughs> Sorry, just couldn't help myself. Love it. Okay, did a little research on this. Left tackle, if you've got the number 20 ranked left tackle in the NFL, you're going to pay 18 to $19 million next year. So you almost have to draft a left tackle unless you're going to, unless you're going to either do one of two things, make a run at Taylor Luan and pray that he's healthy for one more, or you take your first pick and go left tackle. 
That's your only two options. If you get Orlando Brown, you're going to pay $26 million. And that means you don't have Jeff Simmons anymore. And I don't think any of us want to do that. So I think, Bruno, you're correct. Go left tackle. Pray that Joker can play at the highest level. It gives you at least 12 to 13 years. Well, and let's, be, Taylor did. let's be honest, Sensei. Can it be worse than what we saw this season for left tackle at the Titans? Yes. Oh, the only reason, only reason they did not remove him, let's be honest about this, they traded for Daly. They gave a seventh-round pick for him. So he was going to play. Late in the, or late in the camp, you gave up something for him because Justin School would have did ten times better than Daly. Ten times. And he was on a practice squad. He yeah, but I'm saying at the, I'm saying the Titans draft first round, even though he might need an acclimation period, whoever that first round tackle would be, he can't be worse than what Dennis Daly was. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely not. He'll be able to play. He will struggle because he's going to be playing rookie. left tackle. Yeah, rookie yeah. left tackle, that's tough. But, hey, you but can get six, someone for four years like that, you know? Yeah, six months of struggling is worth 12 years of dominant play. And, and you can't get a good tackle unless you just really make a bad decision. And if they miss on a left tackle and a top 15 pick, we got a lot more problems than, you know, next year and the year after. We're going to have, you know, a total rebuild. So I think that you can't really sign anybody because the value of a left tackle, you got to get Big Jeff back on defense because he, he's so much of the defense. But – Guard center, you're going to have to get, and I'm not just saying this because of the situation, you're going to have to get a spring league guy who can play, at least one. A fourth <laughs> through fourth through seventh round pick at guard or center are expected to start. There's roughly only 10 centers drafted a year on average, something like that. Are you going to put highlights of me on YouTube reaching two eyes again from the center? Yeah, well, I love I it when Travis Friedrich does it. They're like, "This is the most elite thing we've ever seen." When I do it in college, they're like, "He's just playing against bums," and I'm playing against Kentucky, which is hilarious. But yeah, yeah. I'm venting now. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to have to get somebody, you know. And I'm not saying who it is, but they got to get somebody on the cheap, and you can get somebody at cost because they're not replacing just left tackle. And Taylor Wong may be a completely healthy. You played with a guy who had a an ACL that just uh, failed yeah. replacement. You know that happened, and he tried to play the year with it. You know, so I said a lot about Lawan. You you may get Lawan to redo his contract for I don't know twelve million, and, and you know and then have the incentives that they pays him up to sixteen seventeen, and it actually increases your money that you have available. So a lot depends on the doctor's report because. You know, you know as well as I do. If you're going to get somebody like Juan, it's almost got to be top 10, 11 pick. Mm. You know, it's got to be. Yeah, which and was you, what he was, right? He was, I think, it yeah. was number eleven last time yeah, they, when he, they had the last time they had eleven pick was him. <laughs> yeah, and and to get somebody like that, because they they just don't make those people. I mean, you know, you don't see those. You don't see the guy with super long reach, six feet seven, that can move. He's 300 pounds. Yeah. yeah. He's 300 plus. What does he weigh? 310? His playing like weight looks like 305, 310. Yeah. If you look at him, he looks skinny. You know? 
They just don't make those guys like that. They just don't come. You can get a right tackle, but, you know, you can get a right tackle or a swing tackle for 5 to $8 million, and that's what they should have. Get a right tackle. Uh, Patrick Fair showed up well for a rookie. He will be your right tackle of the future. But you're going to have to resign Davis. Are you going to give Davis six, seven, eight million dollars? Are you going to take the flyer on a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick that you're going to pay, a, you know, five hundred thousand dollars for? Yeah. You're in budget stuff. You're going to have to get one of the guys from the summer league. One, at least one. It's going to be a backup or something. And I'm not, I'm not going to go in and say who they should cut. If Ben Jones wants to play for what he's done for your organization, you sign him. You put him on our hour and just let it ride if you have to. Because mm. if that man wants to trump, you know, he, he basically played, I mean, he could draw, you know, he, he's dis- disabled. They could put him on and he would get it from Social Security Department. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was incredible what he, what he played through. No, you're right. But, <laughs> you know, but I, left tackle's your key. Left tackle, cornerback, quarterback, elite wide receiver. That's, that's the people you never give up unless it's A.J. Brown. Yeah, that's well. what I'll leave with. Yep. <laughs> hey, Ray, I appreciate right, calling guys. in, buddy. Appreciate it now. Thank you. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. It's funny because in this whole thing, we're not even – I don't even think – anybody in this room think Taylor Lewan's coming back? No. I, I don't think so. Hey, you know who else doesn't think Taylor Lewan's coming back? Taylor Lewan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I don't even think he's – he might play one more year. He might try to get a one-year deal somewhere and play somewhere. Yeah. But he's so into the media now, and he's he's hooking up and with the, all the bars. Well, he is with the bars. And ACLs, man, you don't get the – like, I know surgery, we're lucky. We're, we're, he's lucky that we live in an age where it's kind of progressed really fast and you can, you know, heal from those. But that's something you just can't replace, your health, your long-term health. And he's done the same knee twice, right? And the other – so – it's one of those things where if I was a friend of his, I would be like, man, you really got to think about it. And then he would go, okay, I want to play again. And I'd be like, think about it one more time. That's that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, the first-round pick, it has to be Paris Johnson Jr. That That's who it needs to be. You think I I, I'll, I'll, I need to watch film on this guy. And not not even a lot, just like maybe ten minutes. Some hi, like seven minutes of highlights and then three minutes of lowlights. And then I'll be able to have like a, at least a decent idea. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's the that's the play at the left tackle. And by the way, everybody was freaking out Taylor Wan because he put up that he loved the colors. Uh, it was Jer- I think Jersey Jerry was the one who put <laughs> it up of like him in Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. gear. He that's that's his that's his business now, you know. And everybody was all free. And then he ended up, you know, he was like, oh, these colors are awesome too, you know. He does the thro- Oilers throwback or whatever. But I mean, he would he'll go. I think he'll go maybe one more year somewhere. But then called he and he may frankly call retirement now because he's he, they're doing well over there you know and and Barstool it looks likes them. like it yeah yeah it looks like they're doing well over there so six one five eight four four fifty six hundred if you want to jump in we want to talk to you back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's still pretty busy out here right now on the South Loop, the West Loop. Just a steady flow of traffic right now on 40 East from, let's say, passing the airport headed out towards um, Wilson County out through Mount Juliet. Still decent at the moment. South on 65 through Brentwood and Franklin. Lots of radar spotted a little bit earlier. I-40 out in Dixon County once again. Nash Painting Services all the Middle Tennessee. These guys are number one in residential and commercial uh, painters. Check them out online at Nash Painting. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Online at CordellCordell.com, 317-322-0122, 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1250, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. Titans going to London. We were just talking about this. Uh, Devlin Devlin was was wondering, because it is kind of strange, the way that they set this up. Is how why is it like they haven't announced the games? Like you would think they were like, okay, Titans and Bills might be playing each other in, in London if you just like looked at how the they picked the names and picked the teams. The way that it works with these teams that are going going to there, the Bills will have an opponent, the Jaguars will have an opponent, the Titans will have an opponent. They will not be each other in those opponents. What they are allowed to do is they're allowed to market as the home team in that market. That's how you're allowed to work. Because the NFL is like you know, they don't want the Cardinals going into London and they're not playing in London as their own home team. So mm-hmm. they're not allowed to, like, market and work in their little groups or whatever, you know, whatever their grand overall mastermind schemes are. But the NFL's like, cool, Titans are the home team of this game, which I believe the last time the Titans played in London, they were not the home team. It was against the Chargers and I believe, 2018, the first year of Mike Vrabel. He goes for it on, on – uh, goes for two 
That's what it is. Goes for two in that game uh, and loses it because going for that two at, at the end of the game. Could have kicked the field goal and tied it, but Mike Vrabel was coming in first year hot and was like, We're, we are going for this, and didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a weird it's weird how they do it. So all those teams, the Bills, the Titans, the Jaguars, then in Germany have the Chiefs and the Patriots, uh, like they have the right of like marketing in those areas. Because remember last year, the NFL set up this whole thing of the maps, the zoning. Yeah, the zoning. They were like, you can like the Cardinals get Southeast Asia planet and for money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So those teams could like almost claim those. I don't think the Titans were on them. Yeah, the Rams were like the Rams had the most obscure plays of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, but it's all it's just all comes down to marketing, man. Uh, I want to put this thought out there just because I saw Dobbs was trending on Twitter. Had nothing to do with Josh Dobbs, but the name got me. Titans have to bring back Josh Dobbs. They need they need to find a way to bring back Josh Dobbs. But they don't have to. No, they have to. No. He needs to be a, at the very least backup. Serviceable backup that you have in these weird transition times of of your team. I don't think they're going to be able to though. I don't think they're going to be able to spend the money to get Josh Dobbs. I think a team's going to give him a contract, even based off those two games. I, I get it. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I get it. I I, I have to vehemently disagree with you here the dude played football and that's great i i can't even remember what taylor heineke got signed off of for his two years maybe it was one or two years three million a season that was for like performing almost beating tom brady in the playoff yada yada mm. josh dobbs didn't win any games no he didn't show any super flashy highlights you know so it's not like the titans i don't even think could couldn't not afford him it's just you, quarterbacks like him are – there's a lot of them. And there's not a lot of Ryan Tannehill's. So, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think the Josh Dobbs sensation might have gotten a, not just yours, but a little bit of other people's heads. I think he – yeah, bring him back to compete with Malik Willis on the backup. And if it's not worth the extra – 250k or whatever it is then Malik Willis then go right ahead because we saw Malik and you know obviously he's he can't be the backup well he's a rookie and there's always the sake of improvement and maybe adapting to the speed level of the game Derek Henry's on that busting with the boys podcast he's like the NFL's different bro Malik Willis was playing at Liberty so it was a lot to take in. And who knows? Maybe he does improve after a year. Maybe I, hope I w- so. Maybe I was too sensational when I was saying he also can't play because, hey, in the NFL, how many chances do you really get? Ask Josh Rosen, you know? Well, I think that Dobbs is – first off, here, here's my bold take. If you want, me, if you really want me to get real bold. We all like, have – we're all, we all Like bold. Doritos, you know what I mean? Like bold flavor. You want me to bring in that? Josh Dobbs is the quarterback from week one till week 18 – Titans have more than eight wins in the season. Uh, that's my actual bold, hot, flaming take right there. I think Josh Dobbs gets it to, to be able to be with Derrick Henry this whole time and build around that offense and figure it out as he goes. I, I think you have way more wins, way more wins. Uh, you definitely get in the playoffs. Uh, I, I, you could call me crazy. I believe that. I believe that. I think other teams saw that too. I think other teams saw the leadership. I think other teams are going to say this guy's been in the league for this long. He finally got his shot. Didn't really look well, that bad. Well, he's a free agent now because he was playing on year contracts, right. and we picked up the contract at the end of the year, so he's a free agent. Exactly. Too. Yeah. And, and then my other idea of the, I don't think they're going to bring him back because I don't know if they're going to spend 
to get up for him. Remember Deontay Foreman, which I get it. Running backs are very, very replaceable in a lot of systems. Deontay Foreman was really good for the Titans. You know, you had the injury he risk of really the – and, and you had the injury problems, obviously, with Derrick Henry last year. This year, not so much. But and, and Hilliard did a good job, I think, of being that backup, change of pace back, if whatever you want to call it. It's like they're on a change up in baseball. Deontay Foreman was re-signed – or, sorry, signed to the Carolina Panthers for $2 million. He was a dog for the Panthers this year. Yeah. He was a dog for the Panthers. I mean, he took everything he did for the for the Titans and just went to Carolina with it. He was amazing for the Carolina Panthers this year for $2 million. That's where I think the Titans maybe, in hindsight, we let the market get – and we always talk about big market teams signing people just because of it. sometimes it brings value to – like Aaron Judge, you know, is he really worth the X amount of money but he brings to the Yankees brand, et cetera, et cetera. There's that extra layer to signing an athlete maybe from a financial standpoint. The Titans aren't a market like that. So maybe we let the Derrick Henry thing get out of control for what he is at the end of the day, and that is what, Zach? A running back. It's sad but true. An aging running back at this point too. No, he is. Yeah, it's it's sad. I think you were right all along that time ago about trading him, trade running backs high and pick up the young bucks that are eager to play. Yeah, Deontay Foreman had 914 yards last year, and wasn't the starting running back until like week seven or week eight. Or actually, wasn't even really the starting running back until like week week nine after the trade of Christian McCaffrey. And he almost got over a thousand yards <laughs> for the Panthers and sharing time with Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> I mean, that guy was a monster last year. Now, Derek, that that whole thing—it's all slipped. People keep tweeting me. Do you think we can get trade picks, or you know, what can we get from a trade for Derrick Henry? Not much. That's the that's the real side. Not much. You're not going to get much. Mm-hmm. That that's going to be something. Rand Carthon is going it, to—it's it's on everyone's mind. That's definitely a question that needs to be asked tomorrow is what What are your thoughts on the current team as they are now? Do you like the pieces? Do you really like the pieces? Because the only piece really on the offensive side is Derrick Henry. That's it. Traylon Burks will be here next year because you're going to have Traylon Burks. He's, he's a rookie. But every other wide receiver could be gone. Robert Woods, gone. Derrick Henry, gone. I mean, uh, uh, Austin Hooper, gone. All the all the offensive pieces, all the other offensive pieces could be gone next year. Ray Carthen could come in and cut this whole place dry. <laughs> I kind of hope good, he does. It might be a good thing, yeah. I think it is too. Sometimes you rebuild it, man. You got to rebuild it. It is a rebuild. Well, every year's a rebuild for every team. True. They don't like to admit that, but it's true. Yeah. You know. We got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, final segment of the first hour coming up, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. We're running pretty slow over here now on 24 across the Sullivan Evans Bridge as you come past Shelby. Steady flow. Trying to continue south of Nashville down through Brentwood, Franklin, right on schedule actually, down through Williamson County. Lots of radar through Williamson and Murray County today. We did see some also out in the Wilson County area, Mount Juliet on I-40. Just be careful as that traffic volume increases 40 east towards Lebanon. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line, their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. The show that makes you thankful for Braves games. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno and Ray. First hour coming to a close. Second hour coming up. A lot of the clickbaiting going on right now with the Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and 49ers, GM, well, not GM, director of player personnel coming to be the Titans GM and Rand Carthon. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't think that's going to happen. There's a lot of people that are like, Trey Lance might show Because Brock Purdy, everybody's just chalked up. Brock Purdy is ready to go. That's your quarterback for the 49ers for the future. Uh, I don't think they just get rid of Trey Lance, though. I, I don't believe that they're like, all right, now we're good. We're just going to trade Trey Lance, find some other schmo to be our backup. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> and then, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo just goes off into the sunset somewhere and is beautiful. I don't know why everyone's just so ready to throw Trey Lance away. We just don't know yet. Oh, you really don't. That's the truth. You really have zero clue what's going on with it. 
We, I mean, we we've seen him in what very just very few like four games. It feels yeah, like I don't even know. isolated. We we just don't know. Is he going to have to compete with Brock Purdy if they if the Niners keep going? Absolutely, he's going to have to compete with him now. Now, yeah. but Brock Purdy's not going to be the definitive declared starter in their first round. Who they traded away all this stuff to be out their third pick is going to be the backup. That's just not how it's going to work. It will be a competition, and may the best man win in that month. Yeah. I don't know. It does. I mean, there is a real history of coaches leaving a team or personnel leaving a team, and then those players end up on that team. Like, look at Mike McDaniels, right? I thought you were going to say Atlanta. Well, Atlanta, that's another one. Atlanta's the biggest one for me. Art Smith just stealing all the Titans players to get out, right? Like, any of them. But I look at Mike McDaniels. He took a ton of old 49er players. Raheem Mostert, obviously one of the biggest names out of all of them. But even – uh, uh, your guy Trent Sherfield. I mean, ended up over in That's Miami. True. That was through forty nine. I didn't even connect their connection. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that they, just there's a real line of that. I mean, even look at Mike Vrabel, Jadavion Clowney. That was a, that was a huge Houston connection. Uh, so that there is something that might happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in the Trey Lance world. Did the Titans trade the house to get that first pick from the Bears. No. And you steal Bryce Young from the Texans? No, just get tackled. Just get a tackle. It's I can't miss. Young quarterback? Would you rather have Bryce Young on the Titans or on the Texans? Take the tackle. A team that starts with T. That's what that's what I want to go with. Uh first hour's done. Second hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. ABC News, I'm Tom Rivers. Today, the U.S. is on track to reach its debt ceiling, a $31 trillion cap that Congress either has to raise or suspend to avoid defaulting on the government's bills. Republicans are calling for spending cuts, while Democrats and the White House are pushing for a debt ceiling increase with no conditions. Without that increase, the Treasury cautions it will turn to extraordinary measures, such as cutting payments to some government employee retirement funds, buying time for just a matter of months. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Also later today, prosecutors will announce charges in the Rust movie set shooting that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and raise questions about whether actor Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says she's stepping down ahead of this year's election in October. Praised for her handling of the deadly Christchurch mass shooting in 2019, this is ABC News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com work. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash work. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work. ZipRecruiter.com slash work. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey guys, it's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. and you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Here till 545. The Vandy women's basketball taking over against the number one team in all the land, South Carolina Gamecocks. It's at home in Memorial Gymnasium. Memorial magic, you say. I was looking, because we're going to talk to Jake Lyman here in just a little bit. And we won't talk about this with him, obviously. I guess you could if you wanted. Nah, no, you nah, don't want it. I wouldn't even bring it up. Yeah. I just wondered, because we were talking, actually, we were talking to the McFarlands in between this show. How it's just, I mean, that's, it's Vandy not yet got a win yet against uh, any SEC Listen, opponent. there's no chance they win this game. Not a, not, a, not a shot. No. They don't win. They cover. <laughs> the line on Fanduel. This is probably the biggest basketball line I've ever seen. Plus thirty and a half. Yeah, and on it's different on every other. It's different on a lot of apps. For Fanduel, it's thirty and a half, which is one of the lower ones actually. Mm. Still I, high. I would think. I would think over. Over. Like cup. Like cover. South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina's cover. Oh man. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. The over-under is 126 and a half. <laughs> so they think they're thinking it's going to be like 90 to 30. Yeah. Right? Like 90, 90 to 35? To 50 or something. 95 to 55 or something like that. Like something that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because that's an applied, yeah, that's applied point total of 
well, of like 93 and to 33, <laughs> 34. That's that's the implied point total of that. There's no way it goes well, up that crazy. Let's do our due diligence. The South Carolina uh, women Gamecocks are 18 and 0. Six let's and 0 in conference, just absolutely dominating. Most recent wins against Missouri, 81 to 50. Kentucky, 95 to 66. Mississippi State was a close one at 58 51. Auburn, 94 to 42. So it it can happen. It's, oh, it's it can happen. It could happen. I mean, Coastal Carolina, they beat them 102 to 39. I mean, it could definitely happen. This team this team is as real as it gets uh, over over in Gamecock country. That They're a real team, but that's just like a fun one. You know what I mean? Like, just to look at 30 and a half I, on the road. Devlin, you're just – are you out on this? I was staring at the lines. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I was wondering because you're, you're a gambler. Yeah. Vanderbilt puts up 66.5 points per game this season, and South Carolina allows 45.5, so one of them's got to give. <laughs> yes, one of them does. And I think I have an idea of which one will. This, is, this isn't going to be anyone's uh, lock of the week the or anything. underdog pick of the week, money, <laughs> Vanderbilt women's basketball money line? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Which is, the, even the odds are still not that great. Uh, plus 4,000. <laughs> That's still not even that great. Uh, I know we have. I don't. I don't want dead air, but I have to breathe for a second. That's absolutely. What insane. would you think the the money line pick on South Carolina is? Minus minus twenty eight thirty five hundred. Minus I don't know twenty thousand. Fifty thousand. Jesus Christ. So what if you put? What does that? What does that even give you? I don't even know if like if you put a dollar on that, you win. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> put ten dollars. Put ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars on is that. Is that five cents? You win two cents. Oh my god, that is so bad. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, when the Chargers were up against the Jags at halftime, and somebody put one point four million dollars on the Chargers money line alone live, and then ended up losing. Yeah, it was only win like a hundred grand or something. Oh, it was something just yeah, it was nothing. Like a, yeah, it was like a million to a hundred grand, <laughs> and then to zero because that's how that plays out, you know. That's the uh, that's the uh, origins of that. That's not good. That is not good. Uh, all right, let's send it down to Memorial Gymnasium as tonight. Of course, you're going to be able to hear this very game going on. 6 o'clock tip-off, but once again, 545. Jake Lyman on the call, and he is on the other end here. Jake, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, guys. I was feeling a little better about this before you read off those lines. <laughs> ah, I, I kind of forget I'm that sorry you're sitting there that listening. You were listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, talk about it tonight. Uh, let's actually go back a little bit here, because the last time we talked to you earlier this week against Arkansas, a game that once again uh, we we talked a little bit about the big win for the men's side on Saturday and thought maybe this could cause a little momentum. It seems like it did, even though Vandy still lost in that one. They played a really close game. Yeah, that was a really fun one. Uh, Vandy was down six with 20 seconds left, and Marnell Gerard hit three threes in a 15-second span uh, to tie the game at 81. And then Arkansas hit a 40-foot prayer to avoid overtime, which it, it was really fun to call until that ball went through the hoop. But uh, you could really see the growth there. Vanderbilt had struggled to play kind of a full 40 minutes in SEC play. Over the last couple of weeks, it, it, they hang in there until the third quarter and then kind of just run out of gas. But in, in Arkansas, they played a good team, really tough all the way to the final buzzer. And you're hoping that 
that can kind of start to grow some more momentum and they get a little bit closer. Obviously, it's going to be tough tonight. You've got uh, the undisputed, unanimous number one team in the country coming to town. But you can see Vanderbilt growing from game to game, and I thought that game in Arkansas was probably one of the best games they played all year. What do you think they learn from a game like that? I mean, do you think that that gives to show that because it is, I mean, it feels like the odds are stacked up against them in, in a way of just having, you know, a team, uh, just the amount of players they have. But it did it show that, okay, look, we can, you know, we can get close to it. We can pull it out here even though, you know, it does feel like the odds are against us. Yeah, that was pretty much the exact question I asked Shea Ralph after the game on Monday was, does this prove to you and the way you played down the stretch against Tennessee a few weeks ago, does it prove to you that you can play with anybody in this conference? And she said... She thinks so. I think that's the the mindset that the team is starting to get based on these last couple of games is, hey, it doesn't matter if we're on the road facing a 16-3 and Arkansas team that probably should be ranked in the top 25. We can hang with you till the final buzzer. And I, I think Vanderbilt's starting to feel that they can do it even with the adversity they faced. And like you mentioned, only having eight players available to them. Mm -hmm. And Jake, we hear from you all the time about Vanderbilt, what they bring to the table. I want to know what South Carolina, what Vanderbilt's going to see from South Carolina. Is there like one person on that team that just absolutely takes over and averages 40 points a game? Or is it, you know, just an all-around unit of having maybe like just a lead on everyone on the floor? What does South Carolina look like? It's a little bit of both. Uh, they've got 13 players who play 10 or more minutes. So this is a very deep team. They play the entire bench. But you've also got the best player in college basketball over the last few years in Aaliyah Boston, who won uh, the Naismith Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, AP Player of the Year, Final Four Most Outstanding Player, the Wooden Award. <laughs> Pretty much every single accolade that you could possibly win, she did last year. So uh, it's a little bit of both. You've got the best player in the entire country, but they also have uh, a bench that you can pretty much do a line change and still have a lot of talent out there. Don Staley's built a phenomenal program. They won two national championships in the last six years, and right now they're on track to possibly win another one. So it's going to be a tough challenge for Vanderbilt, but you know, talking to the coaching staff, they're ready for it, and they're excited, kind of a measuring stick against a team of this caliber coming into Nashville. That, that's what I was going to ask you, Jake. It does seem like this is going to be a game that's a learning lesson or, or a like almost like a beep test, if you will, for for this Vandy Commodores team taking on the number one team, are they looking at it that way? Are they looking, saying, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try"? We're gonna, I mean, they're not just gonna lay down, and let them win. Obviously, they're gonna try to play them as tough as they can. Do you think they're gonna try to use this game as like, "All right, we're gonna see how far the limits of our team can really go"? Yeah, I think that's how you have to look at it. I, this coaching staff, they don't take moral victories, but I think they also say that they can't base how they feel the program is doing just based on the results. So I think, you know, everybody, you look at this game, Vanderbilt's 0-5 in the SEC, South Carolina's undefeated, uh, but Vanderbilt still comes in here, and they're the associate head coach I just interviewed before the game, Tom Garrick, he said that they fear no one coming in here. So I think that's, that's kind of the mindset is that they want to see how they can match up against this team. They've already proven that they can play with some of the better teams in the conference. Now you've got the best team in the conference, the best team in the country coming into your house. Can you hang with them? Do you, what's the benefit, you think, of being back home in a game like this? Well, South Carolina has uh, led the country in attendance for the last eight years, so I think Vanderbilt not having to play in Columbia this year is definitely helpful. So 
uh, I think Memorial, you're going to have fans coming out here trying to cheer on this team, taking on the number one team in the country. I think just having this atmosphere but also avoiding what is one of the best atmospheres in college basketball in South Carolina this season, certainly helpful for Vanderbilt trying to stay in this game and maybe get themselves a win. Well, I want to I want to turn the conversation a little bit, Jake, just because I always love the 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 broadcaster side of things too, because that's our industry here. What what's your pregame like setup? What's your pregame thoughts for you, like getting ready to do a broadcast? Like, is because you're still you're a young kid, you're 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 getting into this now professionally, and what what's your what's your uh, you know, how are you setting up each week? Are you getting hyped up with music or are you eating a certain <laughs> meal? Like, what, what is, what's Jake Lyman doing three hours before game time? Well, for road games, it's kind of chosen for me because <laughs> I have to do what, what the team does. So that, that one will go to shoot around in the morning. We'll show up to the, the arena about hour and a half, two hours before game time. But home games, I'm pretty much here at Memorial all day. I've been here since 1245, right before shoot around. Watch shoot around. I'll go up. Uh, get some some pregame meal, uh, interview a, an assistant coach, and then just kind of lock in, go through my notes, circle some things that I want to talk about on the air. Maybe do a little bit of last second research, but you know it's a lot. It's a lot of waiting game. Just sitting here courtside at Memorial, getting ready for the game to start. I, I just want to picture you on the side over there, the the gymnasium, just doing some push-ups. You know, really getting mentally locked in. You know, Are you yeah, you're not taking a couple jumpers yourself. No, I'm not. Nobody wants to see that out on the floor. Uh, I do listen to a lot of your guys' show while it's on. I'll just have the headset on and listen into some Titans takes. So that's fun for me, too. Hey, we appreciate it, Jake. <laughs> we're, we're excited to listen to you. We're going to hear you at 545, and I hope you have a good call, man. Appreciate it, guys. Jake Lyman. You can follow him on Twitter at Lyman Jake. Flip the name. Uh, but, yeah, good stuff there. He's going to be on the call. 545 tip-off will be at 6 o'clock taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks, Vandy Women's Commodores in Memorial Gymnasium here tonight. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it, you know, it's, t it's tough on the season for the girls. I mean, that's that's the real side of it. You SEC play, I don't care who you are. I don't care any situation you have. If you're a competitor, which you know these, these ladies are competitors, when you see in conference play, L, 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 all the way down that conference play, it's Been tough. There. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's the worst. You feel like you're, you're awful and you don't belong. And really you're just playing, you're, you might be, I always think about this at Vanderbilt, like how will we match up in another conference? We'll never know, but you're just mm. in the toughest one in the world. You know, it is what it is, you know, sneaking one or two. Sometimes it just feels like you just get a, you get a different appreciation for the wins. I'll tell you that once you get to that level, I mean, it's not like Vanderbilt recruits bums. We recruit kids from high schools that have never lost a game, you know? And then they have to come in and deal. When I was a wrestler, I didn't lose a. I was a hundred and zero my last two years of wrestling. I didn't lose. Now you got in that. Now it's commonplace. You know, it's hey. I'll tell you what. Try not to swear. That builds character. <laughs> <laughs> that builds a lot of character. That's such a such a great thought because it, it, I don't think it will ever happen as well, right? You're a founding charter member of the SEC. No. Yeah, but how would we stack up X Y? Yeah. No. Where which conference do you think like? We'll just take it from the football route. We would be a Big Ten team, I thought. Like we would, like we could replace Northwestern like culturally in that conference, or we could be ACC. You know, where know. you find the most success as a team? Oh, success. Hmm. Probably the Big Ten because that's at least when I played at Vanderbilt, that's the way our off we operated like a Big Ten offense. I mean, that's where Andy Ludwig came from was Wisconsin when they Melvin Gordon and when they were competing at that high level. Now he's at Utah and they're having success in the pack. So really, it maybe just everywhere. But yeah, 
How does that make you feel, Devlin, as a big Big Ten guy, that he's saying Vanderbilt coming to your conference, just take over? I didn't say take over. No, you said take over. Your eyes. It was your eyes. Take over the West. <laughs> there we go. That's all we need. Who who won? Purdue? Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> they had to bring in Drew Brees just to get him up to lose by 40 almost. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, yeah no, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought about – where because they're they're ha i mean every year i feel like every two vanderbilt's a team it's such weird i don't know if people see this as much i know bruno sees it a lot there's like a weird subsection of of youtube and and like video game youtube where people go and play ncaa 14 and do like i'm going to this school or i'm going to be the coach of this school this has happened it's taken over like it's gotten more mainstream obviously uh with with different with different platforms but Every time they go to the SEC and they they take Vanderbilt out of the SEC. Every single time. That's like, and there's so many people in the SEC that if you're not a Vanderbilt fan, they believe they don't belong in the SEC. Yeah. They think, why are they in there? And I, I so it's it's just interesting how that's just so commonplace. I don't know. I've beaten. Hey, I've beaten Kirby Smarts Georgia. It's not like it's impossible. Vanderbilt. As Vanderbilt is wildly successful outside of football in recent years, basketball they've you know they've had their tradition there. Baseball, golf. Look at Gordon Sargent, and it's not going to the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> he got invited to the Masters as a sophomore, first one since two thousand. Also, Vanderbilt as a school is on a different level. Like, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, but that experience was something I'll never be able to replace. Like I, a guy like me should never had an opportunity to go there, talk to the people I talked to. It's it's it. It's something the SEC should be proud of that they have a school like Vanderbilt in their mm. conference. True, I think they are yeah. for the school side. I mean, it's it's the Cardell Jones effect, right? It's like I don't, I'm not here to and play I, school. That's right? the thing is, I didn't take full advantage of Vanderbilt because I agree with I was a monkey brain gorilla. I was all about football and nothing else, you know. But looking back, you're like, dang, I wish I would have done a few things different. Yeah. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, we need to run to a break. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. It's pretty busy as expected here on 40, right into Mumbria Broadway, just trying to get past the South Loop, trying to escape downtown. Steady flow and traffic continues I 40 East out through Wilson County and the Mount Julian area. Heavy, but it's moving 65 through Brentwood, Franklin, all the way down into Spring Hill. Nash Painting services all in Middle Tennessee. You got to check them out online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. A show called The Afternoon Stretch is a stretch. Calling it a show. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin, I know it's last second, but I'm going to need some football music here. So get on that while I stall for you. Dennis Daly's in the news right now. Glad you brought it up. Just there's, want to talk about it for a little bit. There's nothing wanna... worse than being a man and having the DMs revealed. Nothing worse. Honor code. This doesn't change my opinion about. And when when the DMs come out, my opinion on on a man does not change. Just out of principle. Yeah, you shared your own DMs today. Did I? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on air, start of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and if she brutally rejects me, I'll share them on there too. This is how I am. <laughs> Or if she's like, I'll go on a date with you if you don't make it public, I will also shut up. <laughs> I like I hope she replies with the uh just the vomit meme. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. But I would that would be heartbreaking. But no, I would I w- share it. I would hold you up, man. I would uh, share it. But like, man, no, forget her, man. She, yeah. She's hey, crazy. I, I got uh, I would tell her I got other women in my DMs. And there's like one, so yeah, Dennis Daly, if you want to find out what's going on with that, go search on Twitter about I it. I will say, that's one thing to – this is the only thing I'll say about the DM. It's one thing to say, like, I'm in the league. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, keep you doing, the, you know, but use it while you can. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. awesome. No, I'm not I'm, – I'm not against men. I don't understand what vanish, how vanish mode works on Instagram either. I don't get that. You send a message, and the next time you close the app, it's not there. It actually sucks because I forget things all the time when other people's vanish modes are on. If you're not a celebrity, turn vanish mode off. 
stupid. Yeah. Because there are some people that are like 4,000 followers, and they think they're, I don't know, they're a cheerleader <laughs> yeah. in high school. They got banished. <laughs> on. Dude, turn that thing off. Yeah. You're not, I don't even understand it. Yeah. I don't really get it. Uh, all right. We need to get in on our divisional round picks. Always feels good. Always feels good when we hear that. We're running out of weeks where we're going to hear that, by the way. Running out of weeks, so then it's going to be like six months. Well, you guys are like, dang, football's over. For me, it, it literally begins. So I'm not at all. If anything, I'm footballed out. I shouldn't be. Yeah, but it's the NFL, though, still. I know. Uh, all right. So last week, not a great week for Devlin and I. We're get, we're giving Bruno a chance to get back in this thing. I don't know if he statistically has a chance to get in with the limited amount of games. I think he would have had to go perfect this week, which he didn't, but he did did go positive in it, which was good. Uh, so I Bruno went three and two on the week. With of course these we picked these on the spread, and then me and Devlin went one and five. <laughs> I didn't think I won a game. Yeah, no, you won. You won one. Your your smart pick was uh uh. Or you went with San Francisco. That was the one that you got on the nine and a half. Um, yeah, I think Baltimore was the only one we all got wrong, right? Baltimore. Uh, and Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. We all took Tampa Bay, which they got smoked. Uh, Buffalo did not cover. We all took Buffalo as well. So I took Baltimore? You took You took Cincinnati. And then the one you got right was the Giants over the Vikings. You got so the- I had three losses. Baltimore? No, you got right. Uh, you had two losses. You So you got San Francisco. You got San Francisco pick, taking that one. You got the Chargers, which is the but one I that lost, I got. But I lost Tampa. And you got the Giants. I lost Tampa. I lost the Bills. Oh, and yeah, I lost you did Baltimore. go three and three. So three yeah, and three. I, did the wrong, uh, I did the wrong math on that. So you went even. Good job, Bruno. <laughs> you went even on that one. My bad. I did the wrong math. Uh, so that puts us currently at myself still in the lead, one game lead. 158. I'm the postseason leader, by the way. I'm winning the postseason. But it's all it's all incumbent, so it doesn't. No, matter. no, I'm the postseason <laughs> champ. You're 149. I'm about to be the postseason champ. <laughs> 149, 127 total, and then Devlin 157, 119. Let's get into some of the divisional games here, and by some I do mean all of them because there's only four all of four them currently of them. in this one. Uh, starts off with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars playoffs we do take the spreads in this one and we also take the L's when they happen so Jacksonville taking on Kansas City in Arrowhead the spread in this game is eight and a half of course the favorite to the home Kansas City Chiefs 52 and a half point over under yeah so first things first if you don't think the Jags have a chance to win you're an idiot you're sensationalist you're all those things right the Jags definitely have a shot to win. Now, they're playing at Arrowhead. Did you see the quote from um, Trevor Lawrence about playing in Arrowhead? What was that? Somebody asked him, you know, if you're going to adapt to the noise. He was like, I don't think Arrowhead will be louder than, you know, our what our stadium was. First of all, yes, it will be. Second of all, it will be in effect. You're going to practice for it. I know how practice runs. They're going to put loud noise 
really loud noise so you can practice with it. You're going to change your cadences up. So, yeah. So, Trevor Lawrence is doing a good job of talking trash and basically lying to the media because I know how practice goes when you play at loud stadiums. But it's not going to bother Trevor. I mean, he's played. He was Clemson, national champion, all that. So, he's played the big games. It's not going to rattle him. Or maybe it does because Arrowhead's a different beast. I think we all – everyone that has seen Arrowhead – knows how insane that place can close get. you can get to so. college and like also Neely, is you know. anybody going to bet uh, when we make this pick is anyone going to bet against patrick mahomes in the playoff i'm no certainly i'm not i'm taking the chiefs even on the spread all right bruno's taking the kansas city chiefs devlin i am hesitantly taking the chiefs as well Ooh, i like yeah well, i mean the jags can't keep it within a touchdown like that that's a pretty reasonable game playoff game Keeping it within a touchdown, the Chiefs just going to blow everybody out. I don't think so. Someone's going to keep it close. So the Jags pick, Matt. I'm I'm talking myself into it. I'm still taking Chiefs. Uh, I'm I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover this. I don't know if I'm going to say they win. You 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 want to hear a crazy stat? Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday. Saturday. He's yeah. never lost on Saturdays. You see, when a reporter mentioned that Doug Peterson, and he was like, "Great." Here it comes. <laughs> He's also never played the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead during the playoffs on Saturdays. Yeah, uh, he's never lost on Saturdays. His only losses in college came on like a Monday and a Friday night. Yep. And then never lost in high school on Saturday. I don't think he lost in high school. I think he won every game in high school. Uh, and then his, obviously, he's only ever won in the NFL on Saturdays. He's never lost. That's a crazy stat. I don't know if that just means Trevor Lawrence better he gets good sleep on Fridays and is able to show up on Saturday. I don't know. But he's never lost on Saturday. I do think it's a little closer than we all think. Playoffs have been that way. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville's just going to lay up and die. Uh, we saw them come back from 27 points down. That's huge to be able to do that in a playoff game. Uh, not that I don't think the Chargers side of it and Justin Herbert is not to blame. Totality for all of that, but that's a secondary argument. Uh, Justin Herbert not elite, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars covering the eight and a half. I still think the Chiefs win it though. I mean, I could see it be, I could see it being a six point game that the, it's a comfortable win for the, for the Chiefs, you know, kind of like how the Bengals and Ravens were where it, it, it was closer, but it was still, you never really felt like the Bengals were going to lose that game. You know, it just wasn't in the cards. Uh, Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, seven and a half point spread home team favorite, the Philadelphia Eagles, 48 and a half point over under. I want everyone to be aware of the fact there is a real world possibility that we get an NFC championship that is the Cowboys versus the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm taking Giants on the points. I want to see a Cowboys-Giants NFC championship. Give me all the chaos. Devlin. Uh, I'm taking the birds. I think there's way more talent on the Eagles side than there is in the Giants. I, I do think there's something better going on in the locker room in New York than there is in Philadelphia. I, I do believe that, but at the end of the day, I think talent just, just beats it. I think New York has the better quarterback. That's right. Danny Dimes, just Jalen, Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts, whatever people <laughs> in Philadelphia want to call him, he is not him like Daniel Jones is him. It doesn't matter what Daniel Jones' actual last name because he will also be Hurts once the Philadelphia front get into the backfield and put him on the ground. I love it. That's my favorite <laughs> bit 
<laughs> since we've done this thing. Uh, with that all being said, I'm taking the birds as well. <laughs> I'm taking Philadelphia covering the seven and a half. I think if the Giants win, it's a close game. If Philly wins, it's a blowout. That that's really where I think this is going to happen. That's, and I like. I think you're right, Devlin. I like the talent. Taking the talent. The talent is much better. A Dory Jackson, AJ Brown reunion on the field. I know they're yeah. going to be against each other probably. Yeah, I know. yeah they're going to be they're going to be taking each other on. Wait, I did, think it'll be a low key fun game. Did they cross paths? Was Adore Jackson gone by the time AJ Brown? Was that the year that? It's close. It's it's, it's either they have one year together close. or they close. Yeah, yeah I can't, I can't remember honestly now. That's crazy. I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was on the 2019 team. Yeah, he was on the 2019 team. So yeah, they did. Uh, all right. So I'm taking the birds as well. Cincinnati taking on the Buffalo Bills. Five and a half point over under in this ball game. 48 and a half point over under. You said they over under twice. Who's the spread? Sorry, five and a half. Is for who? The, for the Bills at there home. There we go. Orchard oh, Park. I think the Bengals win this one outright. I think the Bengals mm. are one of the hot. I think the bang. I don't know what it is, man. B- the Bills were crowned and the Bengals might be them. That's what I think. Joe Burrow, he's performing better. Josh Allen, that was not a, a typical Josh Allen playoff game against the Dolphins. Josh Allen typically has been playing pretty consistent in his last two playoff appearances. His yeah. first was Rocky, then his next two were out of his mind. And now, yeah. now the first one was Rocky again. I'm worried. I'm worried for the Bills. I'm taking the nine Bengals. touchdowns. I'm taking I'm, <laughs> last year. I'm literally betting on a Bengals Chiefs rematch again in the AFC Championship. Devlin. It's crazy this game going to Buffalo moved the spread four points because it was one and a half when it was in Cincinnati. I think five and a half is so disrespectful. I think it's absolutely insane. The Bengals winning this win this game outright, and they might win it by two touchdowns. Um, I, I'm surprised this didn't have any kind of implication of how, like, if the Chiefs and Buffalo Bills play uh, in the AFC Championship, they do a neutral site in Atlanta. I'm surprised this one didn't have that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't even know because the the game that it all happened in is the it's this mm-hmm. it was this game. I imagine there was some there was some whirlwind of possibility where the Bengals could have been number one. I'm not sure exactly, but I mean, either way, uh, I'm going to take the the Bills to cover at home. I think they cover the five and a half. I think they beat the Bengals. I, I do. I think they beat them. I think Cincinnati goes home crying, and the whole time they're going to be screaming and yelling about how they were screwed because they didn't get to play the Buffalo Bills. that And I think it's just set up to where – because Buffalo – look, Buffalo was going to lose that game. But I, I'm on board. Cincinnati was beating the Buffalo Bills if DeMar Hamlin never goes down. Which, by the way, he's been in the team facility. Do we think he's ever – do we think he's going to play this year? Oh, this year? No. You know, they're, saying, he's, they're saying he's in the team facility every, like, every day. Uh, the outrage from people – if he plays and gets on that field after what happened, it wouldn't be outrage. I mean, I'd be. I it mean, would I, be. It would be. Well, it's his job. It's still his job, and it's yeah. his passion. Probably, he loves football. I imagine. He was put on IR. Bruno, so. would, would you want to go down? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, he's put on IR. That is that's a good oh, statement. Yeah. So four weeks. But no, he could still get in then, because he was put on IR. I believe week eighteen. Is it four games, not four weeks? I don't want to say. And I, I know what you were going to ask me. <laughs> what were you going to ask me? I was going to say, you know what I was going to ask. Like, would I play? Yeah. Man, I don't want to answer that because how easy is it to say if I almost died, I would get out there for the Super Bowl. How easy is that to say that from here? I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't want to put. I, and maybe that's too too much humility humility for a good radio show. But I don't know what, how I would respond if I almost died. 
I might retire on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love uh, my family. I forgot I, about the I, IR thing. I did forget about that. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do think though Buffalo wins and it's, it's just an, it's just a thing. And then look, is any team playing for more right now? Buffalo's the America's team this year. That's, that's the real side of it. Hmm. DeMar comes out and he's like, he's like waving the flag when America's team is still in the game. I know, I know. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that one. Uh, and which is that one is now Dallas at San Francisco, three and a half point spread in this one. The home team 49ers, the favorite 46 and a half points. Brett Maher. Did you see practice open portion of practice? He goes six to six and the new kicker they brought in went three of five. So yips are officially over. Uh, no. Yips are over. Yip, yip show up. When all the eyes are looking at you, that's when they show up. And this is where I think Brock Purdy's train ends. I think he has a little bit of – I don't even think the, the – Dak doesn't even have to play that well. I think the Cowboys are just going to get that NFC free ticket walk to the championship game against the Giants. I think the I think this is Dak's year to, to just make it happen, and then hopefully he can ride off into the sunset, bring in America's team one, at least a Super Bowl appearance. They're not being the Chiefs if they play them. Uh, I, I, I want to say one more thing about the Maher saying. They brought in another kicker. Okay. That's the amount of pressure he's going to have on his first kick. On top of everything else, knowing that if he just misses one, he's done. He's done. They're putting in the other guy. Well, they're not going to activate that kicker, probably. They'll probably go with him. You don't want to waste two roster spots on a kicker. They might do it. No, I, you miss four in a row. The way rosters work in depth, you you can't afford every roster spot. Super important, so they'll just go for two or something. They'll fire him the next day and then ele- elevate that guy. You're not wasting two roster spots. On it's a kicker. still it, I know that for a fact. Well, even still, that though he still knows he misses one kick in this game coming. No, up. your point still stands. I just want to yeah, make yeah. sure people you're not going to activate two kickers. That would be insane. That'd be hilarious if, it, it, if it, they what, did do that for sure. They're screwed. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're screwing him. That wouldn't be fair to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you if if he's your guy. He's your guy. You can't activate two kickers and expect him to not get the yips at that point. But already bring someone That's in. Like the, and did then, you see the TCU guy before they hired this new guy? The old TCU coach, he like sent his kicker on and off and called a timeout and ripped him, and then he missed the extra point. It was like, yeah, you moron. You don't. You talk to him like that after the game, not during the game, you utter idiot, and that's why he got fired, and that's why TCU went to the natty the second he did. You know, you know what you do? This is the real thing. If first t- if Dallas gets the ball first, they drive down on their scripted drive and win. Or sorry, uh get a touchdown. If they get down and score a touchdown on their first drive, you go for two right away. And you don't even tell him that you're going to do that. You just take that pressure off of like, "All right, don't worry about it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just go ahead and go for two. And then and then whenever the kicks come up, but I can't imagine trusting that guy. If this game gets down to which Vegas has it basically at 3 points, three and a half, but at a three-point game right now. If this comes down to a field goal of Brett Mark having to come out and win it for the Cowboys, no shot. No shot he wins it. I don't care if it's a chip shot. He's losing that game for the Cowboys. I firmly believe that. Uh, Devlin. I hate the Cowboys. Go Niners. <laughs> Do you know this messed you up last week, too? I don't care. This messed you up a whole season. I'd be winning. Like, I'd have a pretty healthy lead if I didn't do this, but I hate the Cowboys, and I, I can't pick them again. I've done it one time, and I was wrong. I can't, You're going to really hate it. this Super Bowl, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm I'm on it with, yeah. I think I'm on with Bruno here. 
I'm going for I'm going I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I just think the Brock Purdy. Micah Parsons. Micah, if he's that guy is insane. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's the closest thing we have to what Ladani, uh, 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 LT was. Uh, Lawrence he, Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Thank you. I almost said Ladainian Thomas, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, it's it's he's an absolute monster, and that defense broke Brady early in the game. If they could do that to the unequivocal greatest quarterback, greatest football player to ever step on the field. And they're coming for blood. That yes. defense is coming for blood all the time. They didn't – the design pressures, I think, were 8%, which is insanely low. But the amount of pressure they got playing base defense was absurd, like 40% of snaps. Because they're running amazing out amazing athletes. Yeah, running out of base. If you can do that while running out of base, you're going to you're gonna win every football game. It's like the defense is just like, all right, now it's time to really try. Yeah. Well, now they're in the playoff. They're yeah. They're they and are. And Dak's uh, going to get all the credit for the playoff for winning the championship when they had this elite defense the whole time. Yep. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it works. You get all the credit, you get all the blame. If you're the quarterback and head coach. Uh, so there we go. Mike McCarthy with the Lombardi. <laughs> mouth wide open. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Uh, final moments here, Bruno. Let's talk about the power slap league. What did you think oh of it last gosh. night? Call me a degenerate. Call me an idiot. Call me deplorable all you want to. I thought it was hilariously electrifying television. The whole thing is, yes. Is it a funny kind of joke thing? Yeah, it honestly is. Like, they have coaches, and they're treating exactly like tough, too, which is nostalgic for me. They had the coaches they're going to draft. They have all these storylines. One guy was one-eyed wolf versus the king of kings god, and then you see one of them get slapped and knocked out in 20 seconds. It, it was the wolf, right? I watched it with a few <laughs> friends. No, the wolf won, oh, but he had one eye, so the guy he smacked and knocked out – Got into the house and he didn't because he couldn't get medically cleared after his tryout. So <laughs> it, was a, it was absolutely hilarious. And yeah, hate me all you want to. I'll be watching it. Oh, it's, it was good. It was good. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the the whole show yet. It was awesome. I've watched all the. I mean, just the highlights alone. That one uh, girl that got knocked out and then did like a weird the, like front flip after it. Yeah, you're watching someone slowly die, essentially, like mentally, but. It's brutal. It's deplorable. It's brutal. It's deplorable, and I can't get enough if of it. If you're like a fan of like Saw, you know what I mean? Like if you're like one of those kind of people, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You lo you'd love this stuff. You would absolutely love this stuff. That was, for I mean, once again, on TBS, that is one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen on TBS. <laughs> for that to be on I, I picture TBS once again as like some family kind of show. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But yeah, that like NCIS and and Power Slap League. <laughs> also, I love that the other owners, it's like Dana White and then the other two are clearly like nepotism kids. This <laughs> one guy's like 26, he's like, "Yeah, I'm the president of the Slap League." It's like, "Oh, okay, you're just friends with Dana White, so you're just You want to know what's weird about it too? All the highlights, you know what they're going up on? The UFC YouTube. Oh no, they're partner. Is a UFC is a partner. Oh, I didn't know but that. I, I don't know. I thought it was partners. separate. I thought they were completely no, separate. No, like on the UFC website, there's like mentions of Power Slap, and it's partnered with, and it's partnered with, but it's not directly associated. So maybe they can get split. Man, maybe that's where Francis Agano is going. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Appreciate everybody calling and commenting and watching and however you have. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. We're going to send it to Memorial Gymnasium now, getting ready for Vandy women's basketball and South Carolina Gamecocks. Here's Jake Lyman.